You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malesi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now, grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 24 I perch on a boulder in the clearing, barely noticing the cool and slightly damp surface. My time here has been nothing like I expected. The ruins are everything the soldiers claim to be, everything they fear, and I met the man responsible. A man who takes down soldiers bent on harming people and who prays for a girl he just met. The dichotomy plagues my mind, yet it's because Kai has both those sides that makes him someone I want to trust which is an uncomfortable feeling. Could I take him up on his offer? Is escape, stopping those in Talionis from accomplishing their plan, possible? The muscles in my legs tense as I consider running after Kai and agreeing to work with him. I press my palms into the boulder until I feel the jagged surface imprinting itself on my hands and bringing me back to reality. The risks involved in agreeing to help Kai are too great. What would happen to Storm or my friends if Colonel Valerius or Laban or whoever the commander is found out I was plotting to escape? Or what if I did escape? The rock vibrates and I leap off it, afraid it's something else Kai rigged to blow. Then I register the low, mechanical whirring of the transport descending to the clearing. I smooth my shaking hands down the front of my jacket, trying to calm my suddenly on-edge nerves and bring my mind back to the moment. I can't allow myself to be so distracted that I don't notice a transport approaching. The hatch of the transport slides to the side and Sergeant Andor Valerius steps into the opening. His hair is pulled out of his face into a stubby ponytail and he scans the clearing before his eyes settle on me. Shock ripples over his features, but then his impassive scowl returns and he gestures for me to come to him. I make my way toward the transport, each step weighted with the heaviness of discouragement. It's not only about the risks. I can't trust myself, let alone trust Kai. If I agree to his plan, he could end up betraying me, and I'd never see it coming. After all, that's what Aunt Elena did, and I never once suspected anything. Sergeant Valerius unlocks my band and removes it, replacing it with a new one. Your band malfunctioned while you were in the ruins and stopped tracking you. You're lucky we got a read on your location again this evening, or you would have been presumed dead. I take a seat in a chair facing the back of the vehicle. There are four passenger chairs in this transport, two looking out the back and two facing the front, along with the seats for the pilot and co-pilot. I mindlessly watch out the back window as we take off and head toward Talionis. The scenery passes by in a blur and the pilot takes evasive action. Even with everything going on, the fact almost makes me smile. These soldiers, with all their weaponry and technology, are afraid of one old man. When we cross out of the ruins, Sergeant Valerius moves from the co-pilot seat and sits in the chair across from me. Congratulations, he says. You survived the ruins. When we arrive back in Talionis, you'll be debriefed. He runs his thumb along the scar on his face, shooting a glance over my shoulder at the pilot. 
Then he leans forward, resting his forearms on his knees. I must caution you, Bria. His voice has dropped to a low whisper. There will be some who will not be happy you survived. If you continue to underperform or act out, the consequences will be more severe. Understand? His eyes lock on mine, awaiting my response. I swallow, then nod. Yes, sir. I'm not sure if he's telling me this as a warning or a threat. He leans back. You'll miss dinner since you must debrief before returning to your unit. His voice is at a normal level now. I pick at my fingernail, unnerved by this conversation. The transport descends on top of the main headquarters, and Sergeant Valerius stands, grasps my arm, and pulls me to my feet. The door opens, and I'm escorted into the building. We walk down a flight of stairs and then a long corridor before we stop at the door to a private office. Sergeant Valerius knocks three times, then clasps his hands behind his back as he waits to be admitted. I stand at an angle behind him and shift back and forth. Uneasiness inches its way through me. Before I can place my finger on why, the door opens and Laban appears. His eyes widen slightly when he sees me, but it's quickly replaced by loathing. I'm not happy to see him either, but I try to keep that from showing on my face, not eager to do anything to increase the trepidation I'm already fighting. Come in. He motions for us to enter the office. Sergeant Valerius and Laban murmur to one another once the door closes behind us, but I ignore them, still on edge. The room is boxy and might have been spacious if not for the enormous desk cluttered with papers and file screens and a large monitor. An oversized chair rests behind it with several smaller chairs cowering together on the other side. The heaters lining the wall emit a low hiss like the warning of a snake before it strikes. Sunlight streams in through the windows, but the heavy drapes on either side seem eager to leap over them and plunge the room into darkness. Several screens hang from one side wall, frozen on images of a city. The other wall is covered in shelves filled with books and a variety of trinkets, but it's the picture all the shelves have been built around that catches my eye. It's of a woman. Her deep brown eyes hold secrets that both intrigue and frighten me, and dark curls cascade around a beautiful but almost haunted light brown face. There's something about her that pulls me in and makes me want to know who she is. As I study the image, the shelves shift and a gust of air blows against me as a hidden door opens and Colonel Keenan Valerius enters the room. My jaw goes slack. Laban walks over to Colonel Valerius and whispers something. Colonel Valerius's eyes lock on me before he turns and pushes a button, closing the door. I look past him at where the space once was. There's evidence of nothing more than shelves. If I had just watched him emerge from the wall, I would have never guessed the door was there. Where does it lead? What could recruit Averton? Colonel Valerius's sharp voice whips me around. He's sitting at his desk and his eyes bore into me. Come here. I stand in front of the desk. Laban and Sergeant Valerius remain by the door at attention. Colonel Valerius's fingers drum against the desk in a slow rhythm as he studies me. My palms grow sweaty and my heartbeat thunders in my ears, drowning out the sound. I clench my hands into slimy fists at my sides and wait. His eyes narrow as he studies me. The look on his face is murderous. In one swift movement, his fingers cease their drumming and grasp a gun I hadn't seen on his desk. He points it at me. This time, he's not going to have Laban enforce the punishment. If only all I was facing were Laban's drills in the sand pit, or even his fists. 
My hands tremble. Colonel Valerius tilts his head. I'm not ready to die. He releases the safety. Sweat drips down my back. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. My heart ticks off the milliseconds. Colonel Valerius pulls the trigger. Bam! The shot echoes through the room, an instant before pain explodes in my right shoulder. My mouth opens in a cry I don't hear, and my left hand gropes for the wound. He shot me. Colonel Valerius actually shot me. The pain ebbs slightly. My body must be shutting down. I'm dying. My knees weaken, and I drop into a chair. I stare at him in disbelief, and his lips curl into a satisfied smirk. Don't be so dramatic, recruit. It's merely a training bullet. I pull my hand away from my shoulder, sure I'll find blood seeping between my fingers. But there's nothing. The pain dissipates more, though there's still a sharp ache. I'm not dead. My body shakes as adrenaline releases. No wonder so many recruits have been eager to escape the kill zone. Those bullets hurt. Colonel Valerius drops the gun onto his desk with a clang, bringing my focus to him. The smirk is gone. Next time you stand before me because you've failed to abide by the rules of Talionis, I can assure you, I will use the real thing. I have given up much for the goals we're working to achieve. Do not, for one second, think getting rid of you would cause me to lose any sleep. His voice is deceptively calm, like the eye of a storm. Now, I trust that I have your attention. I nod and grip my hands to stop the shaking. He steeples his hands together on the desk. Anyone who can survive a stay in the ruins has the potential to do great things in Talionis. Just by doing so, you've proven that you're the kind of recruit we need. You're behind in your trainings, but now that you're thinking more clearly, I expect to see rapid improvements. Understood? Yes, sir. My voice sounds choked. Very good. He pushes back from the desk and stands. I remain seated until I notice the impatient expression on his face. I scramble to my feet. You're dismissed. Laban takes my upper arm in a tight hold and escorts me from the room. Fear grips my mind, but I can't keep myself from wondering how they could expect me to believe the creation of Talionis was all for the good of the survivors of the demise. If that was true, I wouldn't be afraid for my life. I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Bria and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, discover more epic, clean, young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by C.J. Malacy, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.